Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion Knives. Live from the campus of Top Radio, under the direction of Guido, Scoot, and Johnson, it's the pride of podcasting. It's Got Your Ears On. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot. What is the Mountaineers? And Johnson. Who are the best team ever? I agree. I agree. I agree, Johnson. Thank you. I feel like, I'm just telling you right off the bat, I feel like there's a ton of negativity coming from Scoot. And you and I are going to have to bring him back down to earth. Oh, you think so? So Scoot's usually the glass half full. I feel like lately you and I are the glass half full. Oh, oh yeah. Like, listen, I feel like uh, this is like all of West Virginia fandom right now is nuts, like about how negative they are about this team. And I just want to like, I just want to yell for the next hour about how everybody's wrong. That's what I want to do. So, but yeah, Scoot, I feel I feel like there's negativity coming from you. Well, uh, that's because there is. <laughs> that's that's why you feel that way. Okay. Okay. I, fair enough. I'm not sold. I'm not sold. How are you? Okay. Uh, so first of all, let's talk about it. West Virginia loses this weekend to Texas, thirteen to seventeen. All right, thirteen to seventeen. All right. West Virginia held the best offense in the Big 12. This is true. 17 points. Yes. All right. They held their quarterback to 184 passing yards. Right. They held them to under 350 yards. And on top of that, the only reason West Virginia lost the game was because of horrible Big 12 officiating. Yes. And some non-catching of balls. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So all of your positives, all of your positives center on... One phase of the game. No, I, I just no, I don't think so. I think and you and we'll talk it. We'll break this down a little bit. I think my positives are in all facets of the game. I think this team's coming along. I can't figure out, and where I'm having trouble right now is I can't figure out where the problem is. And I, I, I have, I, I have, I have a submission. I, and I have one too, but like when you start to break it down and you look at just the Big 12, like let's take everything else out of it and let's talk about the Big 12 right now. West Virginia, number two, ranked second in total offense in Big 12 yeah. right now. West Virginia, right now, ranked third, third in passing right now. No, I'm sorry, second in passing right now in the Big 12. You know, so I don't, we're going to talk about, oh, the, uh, the wide receivers can't, you know, catch balls. Well, they're ranked second in passing right now. We're we're second. We're the number two passing team in the Big Twelve. Like, where's the problem? What's the disconnect? Officiating. That's well, what let's go. go. Well, let's go through the game, and then I think we'll we'll shake that out. Okay. Well, I have confidence in Scoot. Well, I've got the answer. So I guess you know to start off. I mean, where do you want to start, Johnson? First quarter was the you know we let them score the first series we scored the next series i thought here we go this is what well, i thought it was yeah, gonna be i think so start out i mean first play of the game they rip off what a 54 yard run their running back robinson goes galloping just like gaping hole he's off to the races almost scores yeah um puts him in the red zone and i think right off the bat the west virginia fan in me the traditional west virginia fan in me was like we just lost we're done here we go this is terrible this is a bad omen it's going to be a long this day this is going to be a long day here we go but and and they went on to score 
Um, but I think like you said, we responded and that was a great, that was a great drive. That was actually uh, what would become an anomaly in the first half. I think if you, we amassed like, I think, a, I don't know, one play alone, I think we went to right for like 39 yards, but we had massed like maybe a 50 to 60 yard drive. We ended the first half with not a whole lot more than that, really. Um, right. So, but the fact that we responded, I was like, okay, you know, let's reset this. Let's get back in the game. And then the defense, like to what you were saying, the defense tightened up. I thought the defense played a great game. I thought they played a great first half other than Texas was having a lot of success running the ball. Well, and I think, you know, for me, what kind of came out of it was something wasn't right with Letty Brown on Saturday. And I'm not, you know, if it's health, if it's whatever it was, uh, you know, he only had 47 rushing yards. His longest rushing attempt was the 12-yard touchdown that he scored in the fir- that second, that first series, the offensive series that we had. Um, so something never clicked there. And we had yet another game similar to what we saw a few weeks back where Jared Dagey, you know, has 50 passing attempts again. You're, you know, yeah. he's 31 for 50 for 317 yards. He's passing the ball a ton. Yeah. Well, I think that's so Letty apparently, and I didn't know that coming into the game. Maybe you guys did, but Holly Rowe, who don't you always, don't you always like when Holly Rose and I feel like she is a friend to the university. Like whenever she, it's usually basketball, but I always, I like it when Holly's involved. It's like, she's always a good ambassador for us on TV. I always like that. But she pointed out, I guess he had upper thigh heavily taped. You could kind of see it through his uniform, you know? So he was obviously bad battling some kind of hip groin injury. And I guess that's why we saw a lot of Alex Sinkfield, um, who, you know, I would submit is, you know, they, they kind of on the broadcast, they act like he's the B to Letty's A, but I never really feel like that. I never get that impression. I, I like, I like Sinkfield's speed, but he can't, he can't make his own holes. He can't really do the type of like bull rush things that Letty does. So definitely had an effect. I think we, you know, we ended the first half with not so many rushing yards. And to your point about 50 passing attempts, what I, I think that pushes you into, we became, we became masters the rest of the game of the like three to five yard quick pass to move ourselves down the field. Yeah. And Scoot, like we ended up having time of possession. We had the ball 10 minutes longer than Texas did 35 yeah. minutes to 25 minutes, which is like, crazy. It's crazy. And yet, you know, it, it, we look at, we're the only team right now in the big 12 that is not having these big shootout, crazy high scoring games uh, that all the other teams seem to be, be having. So where's the problem, Scoot? Like, what? What's the? How do you correct it? It's, Where? What's it's the, the issue? lack of the big play. Like, so our defenses don't really have to worry about a deep threat because if they sag off our receivers, they know for the most part, unless the receiver breaks five or ten tackles, they're going to keep them from scoring the big the big play. And that's the to me that opens up. You have a big play threat that opens up the running game so that Letty and Alex Sinkfield, who I would, I would uh, say that he is not one a or one B. I would throw him probably more like one L would be <laughs> where he fits in on the offensive scheme of things. Cause I'm not high on Alex Sinkfield. Uh, he might be a great kid. I really don't know, but he certainly likes to see what the ball can do off of the front of his uniform on a punt. 
and he also likes to uh, gain roughly. He he tries to gain, I think, how how much or how few inches can I gain from the line of scrimmage yet still have a positive gain. So he he does that well. Well, I think that gets in. I think that gets into what I was going to submit as the issue, Guido. So maybe we just jump into that. Go so, for it, yeah. So pregame, so my man J.M. Kreitz on Twitter, he, I, it was like, we're, we're here. You know, we're eye to eye on things, I think. Because he tweets out, now I'm worried. He's John Antonick. When John Antonick, I feel like he's E.F. Hutton of, of WVU Twitter. Like when John Antonick tweets something, I listen. Okay. Yeah, and, right. and my man Kreitz subtweeted him and said, so Antonick was saying Tom Herman thinks – his D line is one of the deepest. And so my man Kreitz is like, now I'm worried because I think our O line tends to struggle at times. And so I felt like I spent going into the game and then during the game and then uh, certainly compounded when Letty couldn't get going. I, I kept watching what's our O line doing. How's our O line faring? How, how is, you know, in these 50 pass attempts, Guido, I think, I think, Deggy's getting hurried a lot. He's getting, you know, he's getting the ball out just in time. He doesn't have a whole lot of time. So I think Parker and coach Brown, you suddenly have to morph everything into, into quick pass, quick slant, three yard pass, five yard screen, bubble screen, you know, and I know Scoot gets frustrated with that, but it's sort of like that becomes your run game. That becomes your defense to uh, Deggy not getting his head taken off the whole time. So I guess long story short, I think, uh, because you even pointed out in our notes some key plays where Deggy got blown up because people miss people miss blocks. So I think when your O line tends to be on skates against a team like that, especially then when you get inside the red zone, it's that much harder to cash in. You know, because now everything's condensed and you can't protect. Yeah, and I and I and I see what you're saying. I mean, there have been plenty of teams that have been super successful running those you know, short out routes and crossing patterns for five yards and making, you know, Super Bowl championships out of it. Um, but you can't argue that we went up and down the field. We just didn't, we just didn't cash it in. No, we did. We just couldn't, we couldn't convert. Yeah, that was the problem. Right. And, the, and that, and that, and that's where, you know, we failed this week where we've been really good. We were three for five in the red zone this week. Usually that's a five for five, four yeah, for five. Right. Um, and of those three for five, only one of them was a touchdown. So I think that was a problem. I mean, and, and, and I, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy who hangs the blame on something that's outside of the program's control, but officiating Johnson was horrendous. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think, I try not to complain too hard about Big 12 refs, but, you know, their general level of badness. But uh, I, I thought this was a really, really bad showing. Two in particular that you're probably going to hit on. The backward pass that I thought, you know, come on, what are we like, CSI? This went under review for a while. People were drawing lines on the screen to try and, like, see where the ball. To me, that's a backward pass all day you're just in Austin and you're just going to have to deal with not getting the benefit of that. And then I think at the end of the game, is it Winston, Wright Who's in the end zone getting a piggyback ride from a yeah. Texas DVAC? I mean, that's a hundred percent a passer. I, I think call. that's a hundred percent PI. Um, you know, the and, only... I still, and I, and I also have a problem with the, with the touchdown reversal call, you know, that was, uh, you know, 
you you look at that a million times and i don't see how that was concrete evidence that the ball touched the ground on that to me that it looked like he had control looked like his hand was under it i think in the nfl you know that's a that's a U.S. Gene Stair tour. That's a touchdown. You know what I mean? Well, I think that one, I, I was already so mad that he just didn't catch it cleanly because it I thought Nagy gave chest. him a good, yeah, I mean, he just put it right there for him. I was already angry that he just, he didn't catch it cleanly. To me, that's one that got, that just got away. And and how big did that loom then over the rest oh, yeah. of the Oh yeah, and then you had that next play and I praise Zach Frazier up and down. And seriously, as a true freshman, he's been amazing this season. But he just totally missed that blitz. Yeah, and, and Deggy got blasted. Deggy got yeah. blasted, right. you know. So, I mean, it's one of those things where I think there were definitely those three calls that really turned West Virginia on their back. And, I agree. Yeah, I agree. put them in a position where they didn't have a, any chance in that game. And that pass interference call at the end of the game was just so atrocious that that wasn't called yeah it was a bad non-call yeah what i learned from the game is i learned where uh jared deggy was from hey did you know uh, he's from lubbock well, and was, here we go you again. know because we didn't know that right we didn't know listen, that from, I, listen learned... I don't want to get on it because i really like joe tessator like i think joe tessator <laughs> calls a great game he's fun to listen to he's funny like the whole thing no, with the guy does. the west virginia fan in the croc in the cowboy <laughs> right. boot yes, come on great. man that yeah. was hilarious and the and the tavon yeah. austin what team doesn't he like he doesn't like texas who didn't recruit him I, I, heard, I did learn. I, heard, I, I think I heard it was Texas that. Tech. Yeah, I, I hate Texas to tell you, Scoot. I hate to tell you this, but you got a whole nother season. I think of having to listen to this stuff because <laughs> yeah. I think Daggy's back next year. Yeah, Daggy's the starting quarterback for the team next year, and ESPN only has one thing to talk about when it comes to <laughs> yeah. Jared Daggy. They're going to bring that up the their fact notes, that he's from, and they're going to go, they're oh, gonna, "Oh, he's from Lubbock." Does Texas. he have a brother? <laughs> yeah, he had a brother. He went to Texas Tech. Texas Tech. I mean, so I hear you on it. Let's let's switch sides of the ball. Well, before we leave, though, can we do one thing before we leave? I okay. thought two things in particular. I thought I thought Winston Wright once again. You know, we're banging on him a little bit for this drop, but overall, I thought he continues to be solid in in the receiver court. And I think Esdale had a wonderful yeah. Game. And we haven't really talked about him at all. No, we yeah right. We haven't. He had a couple catches that were just strong, just big boy wide receiver catches. So I thought that was great. He was always, it always seemed like he was in the right place at the right time. Coverage was minimal on him. Yeah. It was really good. I'll say this uh, TJ Simmons is good for one like 45 to 50 yard reception a game, and he did that as well. And don't you, when he does that and makes it look easy, don't you go, man, like, can we get more of that? That would be great. I go, that's why he was recruited by Alabama. And then there's got to be some other factors as to why we don't see that on a regular basis. Well, because he makes it look easy, and you're right. It's like once or twice a game, and you're like, okay, get like, let's do that. Let's work. Let's work that in every series. I feel like he is the if if the receiving core, if a position were to have its own captain, I feel like he is the captain of the receiving core. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. He may not lead the team in catches, but I feel like he's like the the grandfather. Like he's the the guy that kind of yeah, right like either calms them down or gets them focused or and I think he leads in those ways and I know a lot of times he's carried the flag out the state flag right so he's kind of bought into the whole idea that you know this is the state's team it's not just the college's team so I I mean he seems like a good guy yeah I totally agree he just doesn't 
produce like you would want to see them produce. Well, and I think this is, again, another week of the same thing that we've been saying all season, which is uh, there's no standout receiver on this team. There's nobody that's taken the reins. There's no number one guy. And you saw it again with the fact that there were 10 different people that fell in the box box uh, score with rece- receptions, including Jarrett Dagey throwing the ball to himself for negative nine yards. Yeah. That happened. Which I feel like that should count. <laughs> I Listen, I, I, I thought it was an awesome play that he – got it and threw it and you know back but unfortunately um but it does count as a reception for himself but again it's it's one of those things where there's nine different guys you know um all of which all of those nine guys caught multiple or had multiple uh targets so it's still one of those things where we st- there there isn't a receiver that is the number one receiver that it would allow any of the other guys to break out and- well or or the guy like what i hear you saying is it's th- there's no like all right the ball has to go to x like there's well, no guy, like, like yeah, when, right. when you need week- you know you need a play oh okay the the ball has to go here we don't really we don't really know who that is right, right. now. So. In one week, we see, you know, TJ Simmons as the leading rece- receiver. Next week, it's BFW. The next week, it's Winston Wright. So it's it's not like every week we're seeing the same guy at the top of the stat sheet, too. Well, we're and seeing some, different and, guys. And I early on, I tended to think that was Bryce Ford Wheaton, but then sometimes he, he doesn't really, you know. Well, do you know who it's not? And we always, I thought it would be. <clears throat> it's not Sam James. Yeah. No. It hasn't been Sam James. Yeah, All but year I long. do think, but I do think he's playing better. Um, but I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. Like I, f- I felt like he was poised to break out, and this would become his, his team. And that has not happened at all. Well, I mean, maybe it still can, but I think, like after watching that, I came away thinking, I think you got to get Esdale more targets. Like he looks great. So anyway, yeah. anyway, okay, let's we can hit the defense. Looking, yeah, looking on the other side of the ball, it's the same story that it's been every week that we've been talking yeah, about, which is yeah. defense is strong. Tony yeah. Fields is definitely the leader of this team. You know, another game where he had double digit tackles. Um, Dylan Tonkery starting to oh kind man of pull himself out of the fold. Yeah, Scoot, big motor. Yeah, he's a, a West Virginia guy. Um, Kind of reminds me. I, I know he's was he from Bridgeport, Harrison County. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah so we, I, you know, you know, Bonamico is a popular yeah. name there, but Tonkery right. also uh, played with the Bonamicos at Bridgeport High, and they were perennial high school powers. Bridgeport two, is so not, two not sacks, too surprising. Uh, no, one sack, two tackles, four loss. Um, so just he just looked great. Um, well, do you think that's because he's he's looking great because? There are some headline names that other teams are keying in on. So, you know, we know the Stills brothers, of course. We've we've seen what uh, Prince Akeem is doing. Um, Tony Fields, uh, I mean, I didn't know Tony Fields existed until this year, until he transferred to WVU, so that proves to me that the Pac-12 is useless. Um, (laughs) And it's West Coast, and nobody cares about the West Coast. Also, uh, Jared Bartlett, which – I'll be honest, I didn't think much of Jared Bartlett in the sense that, like, you know, what was it, two games ago where the yeah, announcers, that's all they Texas talked about? And I was like, yeah. hey, who's, what games are you guys watching? <laughs> so I think we've got some names that are floating around that aren't named Dylan Tonkery. And guess what? When that happens, 
guess who's free? Dylan Tonkery. Yeah, I I would agree with a lot of that, and I think to me there's just you could you could add you could add even more names on there. Chandler Chandler Semedo. Yeah. I think Pooler. I think there's so many guys you uh, gotta try. Low. Yeah, yeah, they all played great, and I think when you move into the, I think Mahone. Thank goodness he didn't get uh, tossed for that. Tar- I'll be honest. Almost, thought, that it almost target. thought it yeah, was. Thought it was. I kind of I kind of did too. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was too. But I thought he came back and played another terrific game after last week i thought that whole i love our defensive secondary adai mahone um, taiki smith. smith you know someone He's tweeted deal. someone tweeted during the game taiki smith is going to be a sunday player i i totally agree with that he he's been playing so big lately so yeah i i that's the and that's the frustration guido because once again you find yourself this week saying we don't need a lot of points we just need enough you know we just need like we need that touchdown pass not to be dropped. We need, we just need one more score really in this game, and the defense is going to take care of you. So that to me, that's once again this week. That's the frustration. And and uh, and, and and that's the thing that I'm not sure is going to change for the rest of the season, which is I'm not sure that we're going. We're I think we're going to continue to see West Virginia University defense stop these teams. These you know juggernauts of the big 12 if you will you know tcu's whatever it is this week and we'll talk about them but we got oklahoma we got iowa state that's playing great coming up i think we can stop them i think we can keep the points low it's just we can't we can't you know it's it's we're baseball guys it's one of those things we gotta talk about baseball you can have a guy pitch a no hitter but if you can't put a run up it doesn't matter you know sure and it's the same thing it's 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 the same problem like this team just can't convert and you know i think I think what a lot of people are saying this week and a lot of the blame is being put on play calls and going for it on those fourth downs and not taking the points. You know, I I don't know if that is an indictment on the special teams and on the kicking game and the fact that Evan Staley isn't there and Casey Leg is not a trusted leg to kick it. Um, or if it's something else, if it's them trying to just create more momentum and mojo, I have a feeling it's probably the first thing. Yeah, it probably is. I, I think it's definitely weighing in. But at the same time, it you know, I found myself as we edged toward the end of the game, like, man, I would have loved to have had points in those situations. But it's easy to second guess that. It it's it easy. And it's and it's one of those things and I and I even tweeted it out this week. Like I thought the play calling this week was way more aggressive than it had been in weeks past. And I thought that we saw some different stuff out there. I think that, you know, the 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 offense was trying and making some different and newer things work. It's just they, they for some reason they can't get it down the field and into the end zone. It's like this the the all all the parts are there, they just can't put it all together. Well I continue to submit that it's the O line is improving and I like our O line. I mean, I didn't like our O-line last year. I think you can see a market improvement, but I I don't think it's to the point where when you get down there in a crunch situation, the field is short. You know, you can't spread the field and then and then pick apart with quick slants and stuff. You need a push. I think that's where we I think that, I I feel like that's where we got caught this week. So, West Virginia drops one, a tough that's a tough loss to Texas this weekend, especially only holding Texas to 17 points, 17 to 13. Yep. Uh, we covered the spread. So the gamblers were probably happy. (laughs) Um, so, uh, we travel now or actually we come back home or we're already back home more than likely. We bring TCU. We host TCU on Saturday at noon at Milan Pushkar stadium on Fox, another nationally televised game. Sounds like we're going to get Gus Johnson screaming the play by play. So that's always fun. 
Texas uh, Christian University walloped, like just spanked Texas Tech this weekend, 34-18. to 18. And that score sounds a lot closer than that game was. And I think the interesting thing that's coming out of this, looking at TCU and looking at the team that we're going to be facing this week, is the fact that TCU is a running offense. They run the ball a lot. Their number one rusher is their quarterback, Max Duggan. But set that aside, they're averaging second most in the Big 12 right now with almost 200 yards a game. And they're averaging six to eight people rushing the ball during the game. Oh, wow. So it's not I like didn't you, know that. That's a little yeah, bit crazy. You're seeing this past weekend, there were eight different players who had rushing attempts. And so it'll be interesting because I feel like on the other end of that, that's sort of our strong suit defensively is stopping the rush. So it it, it could play to our our, you know, the positives for us this week, but Again, it's the same conversation we've been having, guys, which is we can keep them from scoring, but can we score? Well, I just hope they don't bring those god-awful uniforms. <laughs> the, these black, orange, blue, purple, silver. They were like, like frogs of war They outfits. are hideous. Remember that that's when I explained to you the red tip stuff was because the horned frog, his defense mechanism is to shoot blood from his eyes. And you which thought I was crazy. Disgusting. Then we looked it up. Yeah, that's a bit... Like I mean, crazy town. It's gross. It's a bad thing. It's <laughs> it's, it's a, gross. It's a bad are, thing. Are they are they the only college team, Division One college team, with an amphibian as its mascot? Oh, I, they can't be right. It's got. There's got to be. I mean, typically, are you afraid of amphibians? Negative. I mean, horned frog that shoots blood out of its eyes. That sounds pretty intimidating. That's I a little mean, yeah, scary. Yeah, that's gonna freak me out. Yeah, that's gonna. But it's gonna freak. I me mean, out. I'm not really. Generally speaking, no. Like, if your team was named the Gila Monsters, meh. I don't really. Care. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, look, watch out for the iguanas this week. We got but the iguanas. Guido, this I feel like TCU is very close to us. It's almost like looking in a mirror a little bit when you look at what they've accomplished this season. So they lose to Texas by. I mean, they beat Texas by two. They lose to Kansas State really close. Um, they beat Baylor. They beat the trash can in Lubbock that we should have. Yep. Um, so I think they come in pretty strong. I think they look a lot. They probably, you know, feel like a solid team, like I think of us. So I, I almost feel like when I felt uh, the upcoming game against Kansas State, I thought that was going to be a, a blow for blow game. And, and then we put the smackdown on Kansas State. So for some reason, I feel like we come out angry. We come out mad from this Texas game. And I feel like we scoot, we take care of business in this game. I, I, I will reserve judgment on that. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little leery. I think I had this originally pegged as a loss. So I'm, I'm still, uh, I've got my doubts. So West Virginia right now is a three point favorite over TCU going into this weekend. The over under on the game is 47. So a very low over under for your average big 12 uh, matchup. Usually you see the big 12 games, 52, 55, 60 points on the over under. So this week you've got West Virginia picked by three points. I hope I'm with you, Johnson. Like, I feel like I'm with you. I think we can keep TCU from scoring. I don't see TCU getting more than mid-teens again in points, like just yeah. like we did with – I mean, if we can hold Texas, the number one offense yeah. in the Big 12, to 17 points, we can hold TCU to 17 That's points. That's where I'm at. 
the question is, is can we score 21? Can we score more than that? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say West Virginia, 21, Texas Christian university, 17 West Virginia covers and wins this weekend. I, I love that score. Yeah. In fact, in fact, I'm, I'm going to double down on that scoot. Nice. Nice. 21, 17, 21, 17 scoot. You want in on it? Uh, no, no, I don't. Uh, I am going to say that uh, TCU scores 24 points and WVU scores 13, 13 points. Ew. Ew. That's, that's upsetting. I don't like 13 at all. That'd be 13. That, that would be unlucky 13 two weeks in a row. That's what you're telling 24, me. 24, 13. All right. We get blood spit in our eyes. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we, get squirt. we get blood squirted on us. Sticky hands. That's gross. I think that's what they got. I think yeah. frogs got sticky hands. Are they hands on a frog? No, frogs don't have hands. What are those? What frog have you ever said that frog's got hands? Legs? I know they got legs, but what do they got? They got hands. No. Right? <laughs> I think a frog's got hands. I've eaten frog legs before. I've never eaten frog hands. Why do you ask me these questions that kind of break my brain? I think a frog has got a hand. Why do you do that? I don't know what to do with that. I think it's not a frog paw. Well, yeah, isn't it though? It's like yeah, it's not a frog paw. It's not a hand. I think it's a hand. Look at the, look at the look at the hands on that frog. <laughs> look at the look at the hands on that frog. I'm just saying that frog's got himself a set I'm of mitts. I'm just saying that's a big set hands. of mitts. <laughs> I think they got right. hands. And good news for us this weekend, the trapezoid of evil uh, kind of uh, oh yes, kind of fell apart a little bit. So this is interesting, Guido. We so just for a quick hashtag trapezoid of evil update. Um, I thought it was interesting that the twerps, the Maryland twerps, went into Happy Valley. They beat Penn State. So first of all, you need to know that. I believe Penn State now goes to 0 and 3 for the first time in a long time, which is crazy because Penn State was picked to be a good team coming yeah, out of right. uh, the Big Big Ten. So hate that for them. Yeah. Um, and in the mix of this win, uh, I tw- I retweeted it because it just caught my attention. I thought it was so funny because you got to keep in mind that I think the week prior we talked about Maryland because they lost 43 to three to Northwestern, right? Right. Northwestern scoot a notably purple wearing team. Yeah. Again, again, horrible purple wildcats. Come on. So they go into happy Valley. The twerps beat Penn state. Then they send this tweet out. And at the, the caption says Guido sad Valley. (laughs) And it has a Maryland player in front of a whiteout stadium at penn state it says you know how they say we are and then the other side of the stadium says penn state right the this this tweet says you were <laughs> like how much shade scoot can the twerps throw i mean and they're and they're in these uh roller hockey roller derby uniforms that they wear like the whole thing just made me laugh like, they really probably shouldn't be running their yapper since northwestern is like notoriously horrific in most sports smart people not athletic smart Smart people yes smart Smart people people. not very good at the sports so maryland gets the win over penn state that was trapezoid kind of a trapezoidal battle and then if you needed something to feel better about after like pretty much as we were in the process of getting a terrible non-pass interference call to end our game virginia tech have been trailing Liberty. I think they're the Flames, Scoot. They are the Flames. They are the Flames. They have Hugh Freeze from his hospital bed. 
calling the plays. <laughs> yeah, he's up in the hospital. I think he just does that now for fun. I think just as for old times' sake. He just yeah. hangs out in his hospital bed. They So tied 35-35, Liberty lines up to kick the winning field goal. They kick it. Virginia Tech blocks it. They return it for a touchdown. Pandemonium ensues. They win the game, only they don't because yeah. – uh, is it Fuente? Uh, Justin Fuente, the head coach, called a timeout, so it didn't count. They have to let Liberty realign, kick the field goal. Liberty makes it. They beat the Hokies at in Blacksburg, thirty-eight, thirty-five. And so I thought, like, I'm pretty sure if we, the three of us, were to walk onto the sideline in. Uh, Liberty football uniforms, they would play us because they wouldn't they know put us, put us the in. difference between the guys they've got and us. I can't. I mean, they no would, disrespect to the Liberty uh, college athlete. It's, like, uh, it, it's Liberty. Liberty very much like University of Phoenix, right? It's like, just, I mean, nobody knows who really goes there. Is that what I it think, is? I think we could be starters for Liberty. Yeah. So uh, Johnson on top of that, just to keep going with trapezoid of evil Pitt beat somebody, but nobody really cares. Yeah. I think they won. Nobody cares. Let's just, that's the end of the update. So I have to say the trajectory, albeit not that bad of the football team. I'm hashtag trust the climb. I'm still there boys. I'm still Mm. a Neil Brown guy. This team's going to be national champions in the next five years. I'm still there, but uh, I'm super excited, and I just really – I'm ready to do a basketball show. Like, I'm ready to – like, I want to do a whole episode just about basketball, which I know is coming up. But uh, I'm starting to get excited about basketball with one exception. Um, teams keep dropping out of the Bad Boys Big <laughs> Bad Mower, Bad Boys Crossover, Bad mm, Classic. Bad Boys. I don't understand what's happening. All these teams are leaving. And so Scoot last week is like, oh, all these teams are so good, and we're going to come out of there ranked third in the nation. And then all of a sudden, every team is leaving this 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 basketball tournament. Well, and I was excited for Dayton to be in it. They're always a good team. So, yeah, it's one more. That, that sucks because now – do they get replaced, or are we just down a team? How do you think this works? Well, so we already lost Ohio State, and they got replaced. Yeah, now we've right. Dayton, who was replacing Duke in the first place. Right, that's actually I forgot that. Yeah, is now right. out. So yeah, and I, so what's you know. the reason for them leaving? What is the? Well, I think it's COVID. They're all saying COVID, which I don't understand because it's still two weeks until this yeah, tournament. Just says tips due, off anyway. due to COVID. Yeah, due to COVID. Like so, they're scared of COVID in South Carolina or South to South Carolina, South Dakota. Well, you know, I and I and I wonder actually. So not to get into the whole COVID thing and get people all riled up, but North and South Dakota are the two worst states in the United States right now with uh, how many positives they have per million people. Okay, so I didn't know that, Scoot. So that means you were going to the Bahamas. And instead, not only are you getting sent to not the Bahamas, but you're getting sent to the one of the worst places for COVID. Is that what yeah, I'm supposed to understand? It's right. like a biker rally gone bad. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So that's I think that is what is precipitating all of these issues is that the Dakotas, uh, both North and South Dakota, are doing very poorly with controlling their COVID. And I think that's what's making these teams back out right now. South Dakota is averaging 1300 positive tests for every 1 million people to put that into some perspective right now, West Virginia is averaging 260 per 1 million people. Uh, So you're, you're, you're talking about 
a lot, a big, big spread right there. Send, send big, send big Jim to the Dakotas. Dakotas need Big Jim's map. That's what it is. If I were the bad boy, big boy mower classic people, um, why don't I just say, hey, listen, we're gonna have to pull our sponsorship, and we want this tournament played in. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee, or yeah, I like some it. other yeah. pick pick a pick a city that yeah. doesn't ha- or pick a play a, a state that doesn't uh, have New that. Orleans even or yeah, some other place that's Charleston, got... West Virginia, right? Exactly. Uh, maybe, but, maybe. But I don't. But here's the thing: they're not. It's not about. I don't think the problem is Scoot is the and it's not about who's who's in the arena. They could play it anywhere. They could play it at Fairmont right. State. At I guess you that's know, true. It's it's about being able to get TV cameras there and put it on ESPN. And so put them in the bubble. Put, Put them in, in the Disney. bubble. Put Let's go the... down to Wide World of Would Sports. Would you like them in the armory? Some sort of armory? The Fairmont Armory. Right there. The Woody Williams Armory. Wherever. The Feaster Center at FSU? The Feaster Center. Yeah, right. Let's do it. So, you know, it's, 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 I'm, I'm starting to get nervous, as I think you should, that in the next t- two weeks that this, this whole bad boys, big boy, bad crossover. boys, mower crossover classic classic is not going to happen. What do you, what do you always want to call tournaments? You always want to call tournaments classics. Classic. Yes. No this matter. again, this is a, this is this a classic. Is a classic. Remember, what was the, like, is this what, a classic? I think it is it's a not classic. A, yeah, yeah, this is a this is a classic. But I this think in, previously you've called non classics classics. Classic. Like right. don't you have to have some time in to become a classic? That's my understanding <laughs> like, of classic. You can't just be a classic off the bat. Right. This is no. the first time we've gone to Sioux City. No. How's it a classic? All right. Like this should just be that, the annual. Yeah, it's an annual yeah, until it's a annual. classic. Right, that's exactly. I agree. It shouldn't even be an annual. It's the first one. It should right. just be the first, the inaugural tournament. Right. So West Virginia University also this week announces that fans will be allowed at home games for basketball, but it's limited to three thousand fans, and that's all season. They're 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 not going to talk about are we going to add more later or not all season 3000 fans flat done do you think so, huggins will still complain about filling the stadium <laughs> yes <laughs> will he still complain about how we can't get 3000 people here <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely going to have huggins in the post game press conferences going you know if there were more than 2873 people here it wouldn't be a problem but <laughs> We're playing. We're working hard for you. We're working hard for the, you know. That's about 20%, right? Yeah, I think it's a right? little, yeah, somewhere So I guess that's said. where that neighbor, that neighbor, that neighbor, that number came from. So, so uh, I guess that makes sense. So tickets are getting ready to go on sale, but you've got that all going down. And then the good news is, is we're still loved. Even with the bad boy, big boy, bad boy, mower classic losing all of these teams, we're still loved by... The names out there. Ken Pomeroy has us in uh, his top 10. Uh, Andy Katz has us uh, ranked pretty high. I will say um, Andy Katz has us as the third ranked team in the Big 12 right now. He has us behind Baylor and Kansas. If you look at Ken Palm, who uh, we love to talk about, Ken Palm has us uh, fourth in the Big 12 behind Baylor, Kansas, Texas Tech, then us, and... um, What's kind of interesting this year, when you look at the Ken Palm rankings, which is what most people go by, uh, right now we own, Big 12 owns the top 10. Yeah, it's kind of insane. Five of the top nine? Yes. Crazy. Crazy. Five of the top nine. So he's got Baylor, he's got Kansas, Texas Tech, West Virginia, and Texas all in the top 10 this year. 
You know what I'm excited about? What are you excited about, Scoot? I'm excited about our basketball analyst slash correspondent. I am too. Helping us break down the Big 12. Yes. And and some of what he has seen and experienced. Because and experienced, yes. I think he's going to be able to give us some, some really good insight. He is kind of like a... Maybe a taller version of Fran Fraschilla. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. All I'm, right. I'm, I might go with that. <laughs> I'd give him. I'd give him more than that, accolade wise. But okay. Would you, so you're basically saying he's a tall Fran Fraschilla. Is that what you're saying? That's all. That's all you're giving. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks from uh, from this week, we're gonna have our uh, basketball analyst on. Next week, we'll announce who it is. If you haven't figured out yet. Uh, folks, uh, you're pretty dense because it's kind of obvious, but we are excited. We are super excited. I am uh, pumped. I cannot wait. Friend of the podcast, friend of the pod. He's gonna be a good time to have on, and uh, some great, some great stories will be shared. Well, listen, guys, let's take a break. We'll come back with the number one game show on a West Virginia University sports podcast. It's a little game we like to call Bluff the Fluffs. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Vortech Knives is a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in high-quality steel, fast-opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to VortechKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortech, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday carry knives. Vortech Knives. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears On, Guido, along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, you can find us on the social medias. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also look for us on Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears On. Listen, guys, it's time for everybody's favorite game show on a West Virginia University sports podcast. It's a little game we like to call Bluff the Fluffs. Last week, Scooty won over Johnson about presidents who played sports. Scoot knows his history. He's a history guy. I'm just saying. That's right. And uh, Scoot now closes that gap. Johnson only has a lead 12 to 10 over Scooty. The end of the year is coming. Oh, no. I'm only up two? You're only up two. Oh, You're only up two. That used to be like five, right? And I feel like when I pulled the topic out of the hat this week that it really skewed hard, hard to Scooty. Oh, no. All right. All right. I was, this is bad. I had my doubts. Oh, no. I hate to tell you that. So this, this is bad. This week, we are doing questions about potato chips and snack foods. Oh, oh man. yeah. Cha-ching. <laughs> oh. I'm at a distinct disadvantage. Yes. Here. This is uh this Look might how be happy Scoot is. Look in. at his smile. I'm in. This might be tough. This might be tough, Johnson. Uphill sledding for you on this one. <sighs> so, folks, as always, just so you know, a correct answer is worth five points, a steal is worth ten points, and final bluff is worth twenty-five points. As always, we had a complete and total random flip of the coin before we started, and Johnson, you get to go first this week. So you're also giving Scoot the potential steal first. I'm not, well, maybe not. Scoot, maybe this you're is gonna, tough for me. I'm like, I'm, I'm like trying to buckle down here, man. I'm, yeah. I'm nervous. All right, here we go. What is the number one selling potato chip in the United States? Ooh, okay. Is it Pringles, Lay's, Ruffles, or Clancy's? Ooh. <laughs> 
I like the Clancy's toss in there, but I feel like you have to go Lay's. That's correct. For five points right off the bat, Johnson, way to jump out ahead on Scoot. Guido, can you tell me something? Like, is Clancy's even remotely close and you just threw that in there? <laughs> no, or? I totally threw Clancy's in because okay. we're fans. We're fans of the Clancy's. we are that. Clancy partial, Scoot. Yeah, we are Clancy partial. But we, uh, no. We had a buddy that used to like some Clancy's. <laughs> Clancy's don't even don't even show on the, uh, on the charts. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. All right, Scoot, next question is to you. So Johnson has the lead, five to nothing. But here we go. Which of these is the leading brand of pork rinds in the United mm. States? Is it Bakettes by Utz, Golden Flakes, <laughs> Lee's Pigskins, or Max Snacks? Ooh. Well, when I get into my pork rinds, I like to get into a little bit of Max Snacks. Boom! Oh. No, I'm sorry. It is not Johnson. <laughs> Back to you for 10 points in the steal. I feel like that was fake news, Scoot. Maybe you don't do that. Is it Baconettes by Utz, Golden Flakes, or Lee's Pigskin? Utz and I go way back, Guido. So even though I've never heard of those joints you just talked about, <laughs> I'm going to go Utz. That's oh correct. Oh, my God. Baconettes by Utz is the boom, number one boom, pork boom, rind scoot, two, in the boom, United boom. States. <laughs> and Johnson takes a commanding lead over Scooty with boom, that steal. Boom. 15 to nothing. Scoot, you can't lose snack food, Scoot. I know, can't, I know. Can't I lose know. Snack food. pressure on me. And Johnson, this next question is back to you. What is the number one selling tortilla chip in the United States? Is please, it please be Julio's. Tostitos, Doritos, Ooh. Julio's, or Tostitos Scoops. What? You're qualifying? Oh. Um, I want it to be Julio's because they're amazing, but I'm going to go with Doritos. That's correct. Doritos, number one selling <coughs> tortilla chip in the United States. Johnson is pumped with his 20 to zero lead over Scoot right now. Doritos are delicious. They are. I mean, come I on. I mean, they seriously are delicious. The classic. Yeah. Cool Ranch cool is ranch. Cool, ranch. cool Ranch is good. No, Come you got to go classic. You got to go classic. You got to go nacho cheese. Cool Ranch gets you in the back of the throat. Nacho cheese is delicious. All right, Scoot, back to you. You're down big time, 20 to nothing over under Johnson right now. And this question is for you. I'm not under Johnson. Let's, let's get this. <laughs> let's, let's rephrase that. You are under Johnson. Let's rephrase that. I feel like I have you on ropes I feel like I, ha I I've got you in the corner. I've like you're on you're on ropes. <laughs> you're on ropes made of chips right I now. I could be Scoot. on ropes, but I am not under you. All right, Scoot, Scoot, you're down twenty to nothing. Let's see what you can do here. Of these non-potato chip brands, which is the number one selling in the United States? Is it Chex Mix, Ooh. Sun Chips, Pirates Booty? Or Funyuns? Well, that's a good question. I know Johnson likes to get up in that pirate's booty, but I'm going to go with... Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Chex Mix. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Scoot. That's incorrect. <laughs> Here we go with the steal. Johnson. I'm so pumped right now. Johnson in. Here you go, Johnson. Is it Sun Chips, Pirate's Booty, or Funyuns? I'm going Sun Chips. 
Oh. Oh. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It's Funyuns. Funyuns? Funyuns have a commanding lead. No one's eaten Funyuns since 1989. Man, I tell you, people like the Funyuns down in the South, I think. Scoot, are you pro Funyun? I mean, I'll eat them. I will eat them. That's a bad. That's a bad breath sitch waiting to happen. But uh, yeah, I would eat them. All right. So All nobody right. picks up any points on that one, and we're back to Johnson for the next question. Johnson, in 1940, Charles Elmer Doolin founded Lay's, which is now one of the largest snack food companies in the world. In what city was Lay's founded? Was oh, it Kansas City, Missouri, San Antonio, Texas? Biloxi, Mississippi, or Atlanta, Georgia. Oh my gosh. This is tough. Um I feel like this is a heartland of America thing. So I'm gonna go with A. Kansas City, Missouri yes. is oh. incorrect. Incorrect. Scooty, is it San Antonio, Texas, Ooh. Biloxi, Mississippi, or Atlanta, Georgia? Well Ten points in the steam. Um I don't think it's Texas, so I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Atlanta, Georgia. Sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> it's San Antonio, Texas. Oh. Scoot, Scoot, you were uh, nobody with were... the last name Doolin lives in San Antonio. Yeah, I agree. Come on, man. No, that's where he was, San Antonio, Texas. Scooty, <laughs> um, I'm a little worried. I love snack foods. <laughs> I'm a little concerned. Scoot, you're down 20 to nothing. You at least need to try to answer this question to give you a chance. Uh, So let's see how you do. Popcorn-based snack foods have become all the rage in the past decade. (laughs) That's a hilarious hilarious statement. (laughs) That sounded like a commercial or something. All the rage. (laughs) (laughs) Which of these is the leading popcorn-based snack food in the United States? Is it smart food? Smart food. Smart food. Popcorners, Skinny Pop, or Cracker Jacks? Smart. Oh, smart food. That's correct. You questioned yourself there at the end. Well, Cracker Jack is very popular. That was like you were getting off the smart food exit, and then you were like, oh, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Cracker Jacks had me thrown for a little, had me feeling some type of way, as the kids say. You know, uh, you should not necessarily get those points because you were trying to answer the question before. I, I should still get the points. I should get double tend, the points. I tend to agree. That was a 20 point du- question. If I answer double it before the you give me the answer. I should get 20 points. Isn't you making the rules up as you go? I don't know anybody else who does that. All right, so here we go. Right now, we're going into final bluff. Johnson, you have a 20-point, or I'm sorry, you have a 15-point lead over Scoot, 20 to 5, and the final bluff is worth 25 points. Scoot, this is an important question. (sighs) I know. Very important question. My reputation is on the line. Every week you have to buzz in to answer the question. What do you guys have for buzzers this week? Scooty? Crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs> and Johnson? Julio's. Julio's, which is apparently your favorite chip oh, in the world. I know, all of a sudden. All currently, of a sudden. Currently. Currently. Currently number one in the Johnson household. They're amazing. Julio's tortilla chips. All right, guys, you ready? Here we go. Get your buzzers ready. How many pounds of potato chips 
does the average American eat in a year? Is it nine pounds, 12 pounds, four pounds, or two pounds? Cotch, 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 cotch. <laughs> Scoot. Uh, that would be nine pounds of potato chips. Sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> Johnson, you have uh, solidified yourself a win. What's your guess? Uh, can I just say that I love the uh, pause for effect that you just did there? Those great Scoot's life was hanging in the balance. <laughs> Johnson, is it 12 pounds, 4 pounds, or 2 pounds? I'm going to go 12 pounds. Oh, my gosh, man. How many chips are you? How much, what are you eating? <laughs> that's a lot of Julio's. I mean, that's a lot Over of Over the course of a year. That's a lot of Julio's. That's a lot of Julio's. The correct Over the course answer of a year. is four pounds. Four pounds is what the average American eats for potato chips in a year. So, <laughs> Oh, my uh, goodness. Have you seen Scoot eat chips? I'm kind of going based on him. So. Oh, man, I'm a 12-pounder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over those chips. This was a Scoot. I felt like this was a roller coaster of emotions for you. This uh, bluff the floor. I got ripped off. What? 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 You answered the questions uh, wrong. It was literally. I feel like Doolin may have spent time in Atlanta. <laughs> I don't know that he was San Antonio it was based. This whole category was teed up for you, man. I know. I uh, I pulled it out of the hat. I was like, "Oh, there's no way Scoot loses." I feel like I just won an away foods. game. Is you what did happened. Just win an away uh, game. You. This is. This was. Uh, this was you going into. Uh, I don't know. Name it. This is. This was like you play. This is like West Virginia playing Alabama. You know, in Bryant Denny and winning. That's what's what this the. Was. Uh, what's the uh, most popular West Virginia potato chip? Uh, that's easy, Mr. B's. Yeah, it's got to be Mr. B's. Do you know where it's Mr. from? B's. Do you know where? Where in West Virginia they produce Mr. B's? No, I have no idea. I mean, it's North Central, at Mr. Right? B's house? Is he, is he the one who does it? <laughs> Parkersburg, West Virginia. Oh, home okay. of Mr. B's. Mr. I didn't B's. know that. I'm a Mr. I like Mr. B's. Still, uh, a little too soft for me. I don't like Lay's. I like a crunchy chip. There was no Cape Cod questions. Cape Cod chips are the number one chip should be in America. Guido, Eastern Panhandle, we were Utz people. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Uts of Hanover kind of guy, so I like I like me some uh, some Uts. And Scoot, as friendly as you are to the Amish, I feel like you would fall yeah, into Scoot, that. You camp love the too. Amish. You should maybe I... some Snyders of Berlin. I yeah. mean, listen, you guys don't have to talk them up. They're not listening to this because they don't have technology. <laughs> <laughs> always, always hitting. You know, there's going to be some Amish guys out there listening to us. He's going to yeah, be like, I on. hate that Scoot. He's a skewed gets on my nerves. He, I'm not inviting him to the barn raisin. <laughs> when Zebediah was playing the football, he would have ran it on second and uh, seven. Well, before Scoot gets too many hate crimes uh, pinned on us, let's take a break. We'll come back with a segment that we like to pull from Scooty's head to your ears. It's a segment we like to call, I can't believe my ears. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Tactical Legion Knives, a West Virginia-owned and operated company that specializes in heavy-duty tactical knives and gear for the professional warrior, the weekend warrior, and the outdoor warrior. Our products are built tough. For who? For warriors. Hey, Mountaineer fans, make sure you go on Amazon and search Tactical Legion Knives. And when you do, make sure you put in the promo code 25TOBRADIO for Tob Radio you'll get 25% off on Tactical Legion Knives. 
All right, welcome back to Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, check out our website and check out our merch. We get some great stuff up there, new stickers, fanny packs, hats, all of that. You can get all of that at gotyourearson.com, right, Johnson? Yeah, you can get to it right through the site. So if you go to gotyourearson.com, you'll see the links to uh, all the stuff you need right there, including the merch shop. So click on that. And as we say every week, just start ticking off your Christmas list, right, Guido? Um, You can also find uh, the latest blog post about this week's show, and we'll include all the show notes about stuff we talked about. Uh, And you can click on the link in the sidebar to listen to the show. So check it out. Yeah, definitely check it out. Got your ears on dot com. Well, folks, every week we take off the restrictor plate and we let Scooty just go to town. And it's a segment we like to call, I can't believe my ears. Scooty, what do you got for us this week? Okay. Well, you fellas uh, are familiar. This is the time of year where a lot of times you're hauling stuff, unusual size stuff, maybe a Christmas tree with your vehicle. Okay. Um, What do you think is the strangest thing you've ever toted around with your vehicle, car, truck? whatever it may be. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever hauled anything that I would consider strange. What's the largest thing? Uh, I've pulled I've pulled uh, boats before and I've I've pulled uh you know trailers full of trash to like dumpster trailers. Okay. But I uh, nothing that's weird, I guess, or strange. Johnson, how about you? Anything well, first unusual. of all, you can't fit much in the GTI. There's only I like drive a, a hatchback. There's only a hot hatch. He's got that and hot hatch. When we travel, I have everything sized so that it fits like squarely in the hatch. I have like suitcases I've purchased so they all line up exactly to like the length and width. So I'm I'm a bad person to ask this question to. <laughs> so let me ask you this then, since this is probably uh, maybe a better question to ask you, Johnson, would transporting a snowmobile on the roof of your gti would that be a smart idea <laughs> i feel like that would be a bad idea yeah i don't well, think that would work i feel like fellow, it might end up in the passenger seat through the roof beside me a young fellow in wisconsin thought it was a good idea <laughs> to haul a snowmobile on top of his toyota corolla <laughs> um and of course he didn't haul it north and south he hauled it sideways across the roof of his. Okay. All right. And he got pulled over for not having his seatbelt buckled. And <laughs> wait, wait. He got pulled over because he, he didn't have his seatbelt buckled. buckled. Yes, he did. It's not okay, his... sir, that you have a a uh, snowmobile on the roof of your car, but please buckle your seatbelt. He's yes. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, snowmobile side saddle on your roof. Where, Look, where was your ticket, buddy? Where was in this Wisconsin. 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 Okay. Um. He had it perched sideways on top of his Toyota Corolla. Um, the uh, it was a Polaris model, which is a nice, I think, snow. Probably almost as big as the Camry. Uh, is a Corolla, Corolla, which is even smaller. Yes, Corolla. He was given a warning about unsafe hauling technique and cited for failing to buckle up. He um, said he was taking it over to a friend's house, and his quote is. <laughs> I know it looks sketchy, but we had it strapped down and shook it. <laughs> and up up like in this kind of region, stuff like this gets seen all the time. But more like the back roads. Well, <laughs> he uh, also had Minnesota plates saying that he had purchased the car and hadn't gotten around to transferring the title. I mean, I don't know what goes on up in Wisconsin. And maybe our basketball analyst, who I think has probably traveled through Wisconsin some, can attest to uh what goes on up there 
But do you think this is a common thing? Well, you know, those those upper Midwesterners, uh, they're they can be a bit odd sometimes. Well, they have a can do attitude. Yes, so they I'm do. sure they looked at this situation and like, look, we can make this. You got some straps. How do you get it on the roof? Right. Like that was probably an adventure. There's probably a story behind that. I already got the story. I, fig- I figure out it right now. What it is, is you drive up next to a very large snowbank. And then you drive the snowmobile up and onto the roof over the snowbank. I mean, that's... I guess you on. could do that. It's all about deductive reasoning, Scoot. I mean, I, I yeah, I guess you could do that. I still think that there's got to be a better way to do... Like, I think it would be... A, like, buy a trailer and haul it behind your vehicle? Well, I mean, I don't know if a Corolla can pull it, but yes. Or what if you, like, tied a rope? And then you just had somebody... I think that would, I mean, not safer, but maybe smarter... To tie a rope to the back of the snowmobile, have somebody sit on the snowmobile, and uh, the Corolla pulls it. I mean, I would think, top of a Corolla, a couple things could happen. The car could roll over. Yeah. Right, a bump. Or, God forbid, a you're driving down the road alongside this guy, and his snowmobile falls off his yeah. roof. Sure. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? Yeah, that'd be bad news. Yeah, that'd be, that would be bad news. Scoot, Scoot, have you ever strapped anything to the top of your car, Scoot? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I feel like there might have been a Christmas tree, but that's not super extreme. No. That's fairly common. Very grizzly. Um, I'm going to say that that's probably the most unrealistic thing I've ever put on the roof of my car. Maybe I don't think I've ever strapped a mattress up there. So when I was in high school... We had a like basketball court, tennis court area close to our house, and we would play uh, classic '90s Endeavor roller hockey there. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So I had a '84 um, Ford Escort that we could get into into another show. Nice. Uh, we would load it full of all of our hockey gear, a goal, you know, sticks, the whole nine yards. Often there would not be enough room for my friend. So he would get on the roof and then I would just drive us down. This can't to be the safe. Court. That's awesome. So maybe that's the weirdest thing that's, I would say. I would say, say yes. A person. A dangerous, dangerous thing. Yeah. All right, Scoot. Well, uh, thanks for making my ears believe something that I can't believe. So I appreciate it. Okay. Anytime. Okay. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. Gotcha. Gotcha there, he says. All right, guys. Well, we should probably wrap it up on that note. West Virginia University loses to Texas this weekend, 17-13, to but we face TCU on Saturday at Mountaineer Field. Kickoff's at noon. The game is on Fox. West Virginia University is 4-3 and three overall, 3-3 three and three in the Big 12 Conference. Don't forget, look for us online. You can find us on social media, at Got Your Ears On. On Twitter and Instagram, you can also look for us on Facebook and check out our website, gotyourearson.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. Have a good week. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On. Got Your Ears On.